everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Wild West Show, where we look at anything and everything that is affecting the Western provinces, its people, and the economy. My name is Don Horn, and I'm the editor of Process West and IPPT magazines. Today, we welcome to the show the CEO of Tundra Process Solutions Limited, Iggy Domogalski, a man who is credited with more than quadrupling Tundra's business in less than a decade. Welcome to the show, Iggy. Don, thanks for having me. appreciate being here. No trouble at all. Glad to have you on. Just about every conversation I have these days starts out with this. How are you coping with the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, that's, uh, that does seem to be the start of nearly every conversation that everybody has now. You know, I, I think it's finally settling out and we're, we're starting to figure out you know, this, this new normal that people talk about. And I, I think generally we're, do, we're doing okay. If I, if, I, if I just look back away from just our company, but look at our country, we have a pretty amazing medical system that has kicked in, I think, better than anybody thought it would. There's a lot of people dying from this disease around the world. And while there are some folks that are, that are passing away in Canada, it seems to be a lot of it coming from old folks' homes where, where it's terrible, but it is an older population. Um, that, that, that might have had something happen if it were just a regular flu. But generally, yeah, our, our, our systems are, are just holding up so well. So I, I think that's one thing to be thankful for is that, that we're in, a, in such a great country that this is all working. At Tundra, was, if, we, if we go back to our company, I think things are okay. Uh, like, like everyone, we've had to adjust pay programs and adjust headcounts to, you know, to deal with lower volumes of work. And we're not, we're not just dealing with with COVID at Tundra and at most companies that deal with, that have anything to do with oil and gas, we're, we're dealing with a massive decline in worldwide demand. We're dealing with historical lows for oil pricing and even worse for Western Canadian select. And we're, we're, we're dealing with a generally tough time that I think will, will last a, a good long period of time. COVID will go away, but Alberta's energy industry and oil and gas industry will be in for a tough slog. So we're, we're, we're dealing with those realities, but overall we're, we're, we're pretty good. We're, all of our customers are getting all the answers that they need. We, we have a lot of inventory on the ground. We're in a good inventory position right now. Uh, between us and our local manufacturers, we have about $100 million of inventory available for same day or next day delivery. Really? Uh, That's good. Yeah, our, our our general business is uh, we're a we're a distributor. We we sell others products and then we add as much value as we can in the middle. We have a service team and the type of products that we would supply to market are boilers, motors, valves, instrumentation. And while there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of projects being being shelved and being put on hold and canceled. Our, our customers still need gear. They still need pressure safety valves. They still need motors when they go down and for the facilities that are still running, which is most of them, they, they still need equipment. And so we're, we're there to help them out. And we know there's been some supply chain disruptions out there. Uh, we're fortunate that we've had none. And so if, so if our customers are, are looking for something in a panic, there's a reasonable chance that we have it ready for them. And I, I think that is the case as well too, because uh, no one, no one saw where we would be now today at the beginning of March when all of this started. Um, I, I don't know if you folks uh, were able to prepare properly at all, or, or if uh, if it's something where you just kind of, you know, work it as you feel it as it keeps coming along. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think uh, you know every every responsible company out there runs various scenarios of what might happen. 
And, uh, and we do that too, but I can tell you that this, we never ran the scenario of, hey, I wonder what would happen if there was a worldwide <laughs> pandemic that the world hasn't seen in 100 years mixed with an oil price war between Saudi and Russia. That is, that is a scenario that we did not run. I don't think too many people ran that one. And uh, so, so of course, we, we just did not see this thing coming. The first real huge fear that I had was IT systems when we heard of people starting to get sent home. We had, we had done some kind of test drills with our IT, but never anything like this. And I, I was so pleasantly surprised. It turns out that all of our systems were actually quite ready for something like this. And all of our people, I mean, we gave them you know, 24 or 48 hours to get settled into their home offices. And we were, we were, we were back at it. We were back at almost 100% with, with people working from home. So we, we, we've got about 90% of our people working from home. Everyone that can work from home is working from home. But we also do have some shops uh, where people go in and build things and fix things and work on valves. So those, you can't really do that from home. So those folks are coming yeah. in. But in those places, we've split the shift into a day and night shift, and we've utilized uh, massive social distancing so that people aren't coming into contact with each other. We do a huge scrub down uh, with sanitizer at the end of every shift and uh, give our folks a couple hours to do that. So, so really just to help prevent uh, the spread of the virus. And then we have, we have warehouses where shipments still go in and go out. So we have, we have a couple folks there. And then all our field service technicians, they're, they're still available. Um, in, in our whole company, we've only got one person uh, who is on self-quarantine from feeling sick. We've, we've had multiple people go in for tests for COVID-19. We have 100% negative uh, results on those, which is great. Uh, and only one person in self-quarantine. So all, all of our field techs are 100% ready to go. They, they just hop in their truck and usually they're not seeing anyone anyway. They're just, uh, they're driving, they're filling up at gas stations, using their credit card. And then when they get to site, they go to the piece of equipment, work on it and head back. So they're, mm -hmm. they're pretty much zero risk of, of, uh, of getting this virus. So, so we're, we're working from home and, and it is working well. Uh, after the first two days, we implemented mandatory first thing in the morning stand-up meetings with video. And the reason wasn't to keep tabs on people, it was to get people used to the video technology immediately. Yes. And, and everyone embraced it and they, and they love it. Um, I mean, they love it as much as they can love it. I think we would all prefer to be doing face-to-face uh, -face meetings, but these Zoom meetings are pretty good. And you know, when I log into a, a video call with say 10 other people and I see eight faces smiling back at me and then a couple dark windows that I really feel disconnected from those two people. It's like they're almost not even on the call. And the other people you feel quite connected to, maybe not as connected as a face-to-face -face meeting, but probably 80% is good. So I, so that, that's been really good. And I've, I'm a, now a huge believer in video conferencing, whereas before I wasn't, before it was terrible. I mean, any, any video conference that you'd ever have, people would get on it and the first 15 minutes was always a disaster. Is, is your video working? I can't see you. Oh wait, that's the wrong camera. That's the one on the back of your computer. Can you hear me? It's echoing. My mic's not working. And it was, it wasn't, it just wasn't good. And now if, if a meeting starts at 10 a.m. by 10.01, it's game on. And you can share documents live on the screen and work on them together. It's been, that piece has been surprisingly good and I think it will last. It is that old chestnut from sales where it, it, if it's a face-to-face, -face, you have much more impact instead of just over the phone or you know, by an email. And uh, it, I think the technology does allow us to do that now, and it is working. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you're listening to the Wild West Show, a podcast that can be found on Process West website, 
www.processwest.ca. Joining us today for episode two is Iggy Domagalski, the CEO of Tundra Process Solutions Limited. Uh, well, enough about COVID. I, I think we've heard enough about that on the news <laughs> and goodness knows everywhere you turn around through a mask or not through a mask. Uh, could you bring us up to speed on what uh, some of your customers out there, the manufacturers out there, the, uh, and the people at the far end of it that are using uh, the products that you uh, distribute? What are they looking for in industrial valves, measurement and process controls? The, the, the technology around all of those areas around electrical equipment like motors and VFDs, around, around measurement and process control and valves, it, it continues to change, but there's, there's a lot of staples in that industry that, that they just work and there's no need to change them. So our customers continue to want and use the same great products that they've, that they've always used and they, they want to make sure that the companies that they're dealing with, uh, you know, they'll be here tomorrow <laughs> to support them if something should go wrong and that they have the right inventory on the ground and that there's still a lot of great people to support them. So we're, I think we're in the, we're in the fortunate position where we're, we're sizable enough that we'll definitely make it through this challenging time. And hopefully there will be some good opportunities on the other side for us to take advantage of. But, but in the meantime, we're, we're here to stay and we, we have all the right people in place to help our customers just to, just to get all the equipment that they need. Uh, in terms of what's, what's on the horizon, there seems to be, uh, a push, and there has been for years, really for real automation and for being able to see data from far away and maybe to control some of your assets from, from far away, whether that be a control room or your truck or even your bedroom. And with, with what's happening with, uh, with this virus, I think that's, that will help that, that cause. People are, are just much more comfortable using video uh, to, to do things remotely. As, and as an example, uh, we have a we have a business unit that sells artificial lift oil pumping equipment, and we sell it internationally. And we recently had a startup happening in Colombia, and nobody's traveling to Bogota right now, uh, especially not from Canada. It's just international travel restrictions are, are nearly impossible, and so usually we'll go down there, and it's a three-day startup, so a day of travel down there, three days of startup, and then one day back. So it's usually five-ish day trip. And we managed to do the entire thing over uh, an augmented reality app on our phones. And it was, uh, it was great. It took us five days instead of the three days of actual startup time, but there was no travel time. And it was our first one, so it was a little bit clunky, but it worked and the unit's running and everything's fine. Uh, so I think, I think that will change. I think that just the people being more comfortable to do things online, get data online, and, and I, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be a good thing. Uh, we have a lot of talented technicians, as do a ton of other companies that we deal with. And those folks, sometimes they're spending two-thirds or more of their time behind a windshield. And, and, and that's why a lot of them often don't last in the field service uh, industry for a long time. They end up having a family and small kids, and those kids grow up, and then they start noticing that mommy or daddy isn't home all the time because they're always on the road, and then they get out of it. And what, what a wonderful conversation for me to be able to have with one of our technicians and them saying, geez, 70% of my time is too much to be on the road. And me being able to say, well, with technology, what if we could turn that into 20% of time on the road? I think that's a, that's a powerful thing. So I think we'll see that changing a little bit. I think uh, with uh, our, our government putting um, a whole bunch of money into the environment, uh, that's their, their way of helping the oil and gas industry. 
there's a whole bunch of money coming in for well reclamation and well oh, rehabilitation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's not an area that we play in, but I think that, that, that will be a, that'll be a big change in our customers really putting out an even bigger focus on that and then putting 700 million or 750 million into uh, emissions reduction, specifically methane. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of customers really start to focus on that because there's all of a sudden a lot more money available for it. And, uh, and, and perhaps there'll be more push, even more push for the environment after this is all done with people seeing that, hey, maybe in, in some areas it is making the air cleaner. I, I think we're pretty lucky in, in Western Canada that our air here is already ridiculously clean, uh, but some areas of the world don't necessarily have that luxury. So, so yeah, I, I think we'll see some changes, more automation, more remote, a little bit more focus on, um, on the things that the government is, is pledging money for, which is, which is around the environmental aspect. There will, there will definitely be some changes, and I, I, th I think most of them are for the good. I think too is that uh, perhaps some of the people who might be called naysayers are maybe a little bit resistant to technology and we, we have them in every company. Uh, or perhaps this is given a little bit of a push and a nudge for people to embrace it more. And then as, as we've seen, they think, oh my goodness, this works really well. And I don't, as you say, I don't have to be on the road 75, 80% of the time. I can actually do it at home and uh, enjoy my family. Yeah, I mean, this has been a, a forced digital transformation. And within our company, we've been spending a lot of time talking about digital transformation. And it's such a cliche term, but it's true. And companies are transforming their business to be a lot more digital. And we, we had plans around all of these things. They were in the distance plans. They probably would have taken three or four years. And what we had planned to do in three or four years, we were forced to do in five days. <laughs> and, and we figured it out and just like every other company is figuring it out too you know and everybody everybody came home and they said okay i've been told to work from home and you know those that are fortunate to still have jobs and they, they went home and they looked at their computer and said somehow i got to figure out how to make this all work from my house with a video camera and i don't know how to do this but i got all day to figure it out so i will figure it out and as it turns out the technology is it's pretty easy to use you know it's designed to be simple and, uh, and we just, seen, I think, made it difficult in our minds, but it, it's good. I think there will be a lot of good things that stay from, um, from, this, from this pandemic. It, it is. Uh, it is one positive spin I think we can get from this amid all the, all the, uh, you know, the hurt and the, and the misery that's been caused, is that there are some positives that we can draw from. And I think what we do with those positives will make a real difference in how we operate in the future. Absolutely agree. Um, how about yourself? Uh, how are you doing this? As we said before, this is the uh, quote new normal for doing business. Um, have you uh, driven the people in your house crazy yet? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. I I actually don't don't mind this. I mean, it's the the the, dis, the deaths that are happening and you know the the economic destruction is something like no one, I think almost no one that's even alive right now has ever seen. And it's, and I think it'll still get a little bit worse, but in terms of, you know, on a, on a personal front, I don't think this is all bad. Every person I think almost in the world has a list of things that they, that they really want to get done. You know, if, if one of these days when I have the time, I'll do blank and it could be take up running or run a marathon, or it could be, I'll, I'll learn to play the piano or I'll finally get into meditation or yoga, or I'll spend more time with my kids, or I'll make my yard look awesome, or I'll finish my basement, or whatever it is, everyone's got this long list that they'll finally do if one day they get the time. And right now, everyone's got the time. And so I'm, 
you know, get in the basement done and those things, those are one-offs. You know, I, I think everyone generally wants to be healthier and wants to read more and wants to do those kind of things that, that, that are hopefully lasting habits. And so I, I hope that this crisis doesn't go to waste. And I hope that when people come back to what our old normal was or some version of that old normal, that maybe they picked up a couple new habits. Maybe they did pick up yoga or meditating or a musical instrument or learned a language or figured out how to read faster or whatever it is. I, I hope that people take this time uh, to do that. I'm certainly trying to do that. I'm trying to convince our, our people and my family to do that. I've really enjoyed uh, the extra time with my with my kids. Uh, like a lot of folks, I'm busy about many nights of the week uh, with, with customers and suppliers and various events. And uh, so I'm, I'm getting to spend a ton of time with them now and it's quality time, which, which I'm enjoying. And also by total coincidence, um, uh, before this whole thing started, we ended up getting a, a puppy, which was really nice. And uh, that was a really, really nice thing. We got this uh, little puppy. It started right at the start of the pandemic. So it's a pandemic puppy, but just by total coincidence. And she's, uh, she's so cute. So she's going to be the best trained dog ever, I think, because we're with her every moment of the day. <laughs> she's going to be spoiled, I think, thinking, oh, great. Everybody's around all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it'll be a, it'll be a rude awakening for her. Oh, thank you, honey. One of my well, daughters delivering some mail. That's what you see there, right there. You have your own mail room in your, yeah. in your home. <laughs> well, uh, I know at the end of this, we certainly look forward to you uh, holding a uh, piano concert once you master the piano. Oh. <laughs> but uh, to, to be serious, so I mean, I really want to thank our guest, Iggy Domagelski, the CEO of Tundra Process Solutions Limited, for joining us today. And I think reassuring us that we aren't alone in struggling during these tough times. Uh, thank you so much, Iggy. Well, thank you, Don. I really enjoyed the time and I appreciate you putting this podcast on and putting some great content out into the world. Thank you so much. 